Welcome to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I help women to overcome obstacles so they can become courageous warriors who live with hope. This is your place for inspiration and empowerment. I hope you will connect with me at ValerieSilvera.com and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Hey there, welcome to this episode. I wanted today to talk to you about your value and beyond that, get you thinking really deeply about where you get that value from and how it has become a part of you and maybe even get you thinking about ways that you should look at your value differently or from a different perspective because obviously we live life from our own perspective so it's helpful often that we can step outside of our own shoes and say you know how does this person view me how does God view me and I think that helps us to gain a better more well-rounded perspective because we tend to beat ourselves up more than we beat anybody else up. And so we look at all of our flaws. We magnify them. We focus on them. And we know, remember, that what you focus on is magnified. And so we have to begin to see ourselves differently. And again, it's difficult to do because you are you, right? You're living your life. You're inside of your world. And so it can be a challenge to see ourselves in a different way. And so it helps you to get unstuck to kind of look at yourself in a different way. And so that's what I am going to challenge you to do today. And I think this is going to be so awesome, really empowering for you so that you can start to build more confidence and courage and self-worth and realize that no matter where you are in your walk that we call life, or how old you are, that you have value. And it is likely that your value is so much more than you are giving yourself credit for right now. So let's get talking about this because there's no more time to waste sitting where you are. It's time for you to step up, to stand up, to move forward. So first, let's start with where do you get your value? And as I go through this list, I want you to think about this, and I know what you're going to say afterwards. Well, of course, those things affect my value. We'll get to that in a minute. Are you getting your value from your family? You know, your spouse, your kids, somebody else in your family? Does your value come from your accomplishments, your education, your job, some special talent that you have? Because you know somebody famous? Or, or let's look at the opposite. Do you devalue yourself because of your family? Someone in your family, your spouse, your kids, somebody else you're related to. Because you feel you have a lack of accomplishments? A lack of education? Because you don't have some fancy schmancy job? Or a bunch of alphabet soup behind your name? You know, those, those letters behind your name that give you value? So... As I said before, I know what you're thinking. Of course, these things have an impact on your value. Now, especially those things that are in the sort of plus column, right? The um, accomplishments and education and a good job. And I mean, if you've worked hard for those things, they should be a part of your value. Of course. Why would you not value those things? 
Absolutely. Your family, you're proud of them. You love them. So you should place some value on that. It gets really tricky, though, when we look at that opposite list again. When you start to devalue yourself because of a family member. For instance, me, with my daughter Jamie in addiction, I devalued myself for a really long time, for many, 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 many years, even if it didn't look like it on the outside. I felt like a big fat loser because this brilliant, beautiful girl, this strong-willed, headstrong, talented, popular, loved girl was headed down a very bad road and wound up addicted to heroin. And and so, of course, that affected my value. I, I don't know that anybody could really truthfully say that would not affect their value, at least temporarily. I mean, when something like that comes and smacks you upside the head, I mean, and you can't make sense of it, you don't know where it all went wrong, you're looking for answers and you can't find them, yeah, that beats, that beats up on your value a little bit. And you could say that about other things. It could be a divorce. So now it's that, you know, the devaluing because you lost that spouse or you feel like you had a failed relationship. Or, you know, you could have kids that are going down a wrong road for many other reasons. It could be parents. It could be an aunt or an uncle, a cousin. You never went and got that education. You know, let, let's say you worked really hard, though, and you're a super smart person, but you don't have the letters behind your name, so you're devaluing yourself. I don't have a college education, and, and I, I'm fine with it. I, I've accomplished plenty in my professional life. I'm not, you know, some wealthy person, but I feel like I've done a lot and accomplished a lot without that. And uh, yeah, okay, if I had to do it over again, maybe I'd go get a college education and maybe that would have been really helpful, but I'm not going to allow that to devalue myself. And I hope you don't either. And, and that, let me talk about that for a minute with your job. You know, sometimes we put a low value on certain jobs and we put a high value on others, Right. If you're a professional athlete, oh boy, aren't you something? Absolutely. I mean, really, to be able to make your body do something at that elite level, that's incredible. I'm sure that every professional athlete or even those who've gone to the Olympics or at any high level, even in high school, they put some sense of value to themselves on those accomplishments. And and that's good. That's fine. That's okay. It just can't be your entire value system. Let's think about this. When we meet new people, very, very often, of course, in a business setting for sure, but very, very, very often in any setting, social settings, whatever it is, the question gets asked, what do you do? Think about that. That is one of the first things we want to know about people. And I don't even think that is the first thing we want to know about people. It's just become a thing that we say, like, how are you doing? Or... When people ask how we're doing, oh, I'm good, I'm fine. You know what I mean? It, it, it's become a thing that we say. It's, it's become the question, the accepted question that we ask. I don't think that should be the question. Maybe I'll do this and report back. <laughs> I've been thinking about saying, when you meet someone saying, who are you? Now picture, oh, I, I, I gotta do this, right? Picture the looks, first of all, just the looks. Then the silence, you know, wheels are turning. 
right? First, because they've never been asked that before. And second, because they don't know how to answer that. It's easy to say, you know, what do you do? Oh, it's my, you know, whatever your job is, whatever your position is, that's an easy answer. But truthfully, my friends, I care far more about who somebody is inside. That's the real value. My friend Tucker does a talk and in this talk, he says, he asks a question. I should, really shouldn't uh, give, away the, give away this answer yet, but anyway, so what he does is he asks, who would you rather meet? I'm going to talk, talk to you about two different guys. Who would you rather meet? And the first guy has a very impressive list of accomplishments and they're really um, things that I would be interested in knowing more about this person. And I mean, really, I would like to sit down and talk with this person. And I, and I am interested in how people become successful in certain areas of their lives. And so then the other person is a person who struggles. This is a person who struggled with, with a certain addiction. This is a person who struggled with anxiety. And, and this is a person who has, has also overcome a lot of things. You know, but this is the side of us that we're not as proud of. And so, of course, that's the question. Now, if, if you're in a talk like this, you're you're sure this is a trick question, right? So you're, I don't know where people are falling on the answer here. But I would think really truthfully, most people would probably rather meet with a guy with who's accomplished all these things because, I mean, let's face it, aren't we all looking for a magic answer? Aren't we all sort of impressed with certain things? So what's kind of cool about how he does this talk is in the end, what he reveals is that these guys are the same guy. They're him. That right there illustrates that we are not one thing. We are not one dimensional people. We shouldn't hang our hat on one thing. We shouldn't beat ourselves up for another. We shouldn't be blamed or blame ourselves for a bad period of time or one bad decision or one, you know, thing we've done wrong in our lives. It was incredible when he painted that picture because the accomplishments were big. And then these struggles were so big too and so real. Truthfully, for me, I would much rather sit with the guy who struggled. Because anybody who can struggle in that way and pull themselves up, that's the person I want to know about. That's the person I want to hear from. That's the courage that I'm inspired by. And so while I would say in that instance that Tucker's value is definitely the accomplishments and his family and all of those beautiful things. But I really honestly think there's so much value in the struggling side. That side where he fell and had to get back up over and over and over. It reminds me of this time when I saw Bill Gates at the sushi restaurant in Kirkland, Washington. My friends and I used to go there and we'd sit at the sushi bar and it was a small restaurant. And so all of a sudden we're talking, laughing, we're having a really good time with the sushi chef and we would we would talk to this guy and just, you know, clown around and have a great time. This was many years ago. And all of a sudden, you literally heard this hush go over the restaurant and you could hear from all around you, you could hear Bill Gates, Bill Gates, Bill Gates, Bill Gates. Whispers, you know, just, oh, like Bill Gates is here. So we turned around just as he walked right behind us, you know, right by the sushi bar and he went into this little room and and had a, and was at a table with Paul Allen and Melinda, who at that time, I believe, wasn't even his, his wife yet. 
It was that many years ago. And they sat down at this table and I could see them from where I was sitting. But I thought what was interesting about it is the entire restaurant just kept gawking and you could hear them talking about him. And my two friends and I looked over there and we were like, okay, yeah, that's Bill Gates. And then we kept talking and clowning around and having a good time because while his accomplishments were impressive, I would say that I'm not so sure I'd want to sit down with him now, but at that time I might have been interested to. But you know what was more important to me? My two friends. What was more important to me was the people I know, the people I have a relationship with. I wasn't going to sit and stare at Bill Gates and get all, you know, gawky on him because he's this superhuman, you know, business guy when I've got these two beautiful souls who are my friends sitting there and this fun sushi chef. And so uh, it was really funny, too, by the way, because I, you know, you couldn't help but see him. I could see him out of the side of my eye there. And um, every now and then I would glance over and I'd see him looking at us. I mean, really looking at us. (laughs) And I always say there's either one of two things he was thinking. One. What a bunch of fools, right? Look at those laughing idiots. Or number two, man, I wish I could be like them and just sit and have a good time. But anyways, yes, there are some lessons we can learn from famous people. People who have gotten famous, and I'm not talking about those kind of people who are famous for being famous. I mean, for really accomplishing something. Uh, Obviously, for most people, you don't get where you are without having gone through probably a lot of trials that we don't know about. So I would find it interesting to sit with most people and hear more about their story, though. See, I don't want to hear so much about their accomplishments. I'd love to know about their struggles, about their challenges, about how many times they had to pick themselves up. I mean, I'd like to spend time with some famous people. The first one is Jesus. Well, the good news is I'm going to get to do that one day. (laughs) And you know what's really funny? When I made this really quick list when I was doing some notes for this episode, I realized that all of these people are already dead. That I, that I happen to note. Mother Teresa. How about Malala Yousafzai? This is this girl that took on the Taliban as far as being vocal about them. And, and, you know, she ended up losing her life for it. But she was only 15 years old, I think. And um, it, it, it's just incredible to me, the courage of this girl. I'd love to hear about it. The founding fathers of the United States of America and their, their wives and their children, their families, That took courage and bravery to thumb your nose at the most powerful kingdom in the world and say, bye-bye, see ya. You know, we want something different. Yes, there are people who are still alive I'd like to sit with, but that's really not the point of this discussion. It's really more that people are one-dimensional. And you know what? The janitor has value. He has a story, my friend. Everybody has a story. I mean, an important story. Things that you would never even imagine about this person. Not just the struggles, but also the triumphs and the good stuff. The pain and the purpose. You are a whole person. So please do not allow your value to be because of one thing or two things even. Don't place all of your value on another person. You know, I have a husband who makes a lot of money. What if he loses all the money? And that's become your identity. Your identity is always going to be tied to your children. But if that's all your identity is and something goes wrong, like in my case, when my daughter went into addiction and got shot when she was 18 and did all sorts of illegal and terrible things and broke my heart a thousand times. 
and then ended up murdered. If that was my entire identity, I would be in big trouble right now. Your entire value has nothing to do with money, accomplishments, or where your kids went to school. It could be something that you're proud of, something that is important, that has to do with your value. But it's not everything. Your value is in what you have to offer the world, and every single person has something big and important to offer. Even if it winds up looking like a small thing, it's still a big thing. Another thing I want to kind of um, caution you about is to stop allowing yourself to be to be defined by mean or judgmental people. If I had allowed myself to have my value be on people judging those moms who have sons and daughters in addiction, I'd be in trouble. Because guess what? I used to be one of them. I used to judge moms and dads of addicts. Yeah, I did. I thought it was their fault. Their kid went astray. I really thought we had that much power as parents right? Talk about falling off your soapbox. Don't allow people like I used to be to decide your value. Those who don't understand your journey, how could, if they're not going through it, how could they possibly understand it? Allow them to have their viewpoints and their judgments because that's their, their perspective, but you don't have to accept it. You don't have to agree with it. A mistake that's in your past, let me tell you where that mistake belongs, in your past, especially if you're not making the mistake anymore. You've changed, you've learned, you've grown. Let go of that darn thing. Stop dragging it around. Or because you're not where you thought you'd be in life. I'm going to tell you right now, I am not even close to where I thought I would be. Professionally, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to, you know, make the hit the big time. And life had other plans for me. But we can always make another decision. We can always say, okay, well, this wasn't the plan, but you know what? This I've decided for me anyway. This is the mission I did not choose. (laughs) No, I did not choose this. But it chose me, and I decided to say yes. There's something that you can say yes to. But don't think just because you are not where you thought you would be that you're not where you should be, where you need to be. I encourage you, my friend, to start valuing yourself by what God says about you, number one, and then what people who really matter think and feel about you. Now, here's where you can get a little off on that one, because some of the people that matter to you are going to not be very kind. So in that case, you just have to be, you know, like Teflon. So... Try to get your value from those people who see you. So, because you could have people who matter to you, but they don't really see you. I see you. I know. I don't even have to ever meet you to know how much value you have. What you can and should offer the world, that's your value. So it's time. Listen, I want to challenge you. It's time to step up and stand out. Stand out. Quit playing small. It's time to stand out. If you need some help, get, you know, building your self-confidence, building your courage, that's what I do. I help other people to get over that hump. Sometimes to just get up off the mat. To learn to stand strong or to move forward. So if you need that help, if I can give you some guidance, 
go to ValerieSilvera.com, check out my coaching, check out my courses. You can work on your own. Get some resources. This is about you. Allow me to be your biggest cheerleader because I so believe in you. It's time. It is your time to discover and start believing and then stand on your value. It's going to take courage and it's going to take work, but I'll be right there with you. It is your time. Your story matters. I say this all the time, right? You hear me say it all the time. Your story matters, so live it courageously. The reason that I say that is because it is going to take courage for you to really make your story matter. But you can do this. I know you can. I have absolutely no question in my mind. Wherever you are in this world, you are not alone. I am standing right there with you. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time at Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. In the meantime, connect with me at ValerieSilvera.com.